Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back into Sports Talk, talking a little LSU women's basketball. The Lady Tigers on a 13-game win streak. They're 13-1 right now, getting ready to start SEC play. Happy to welcome into WWL Coach Kim Mulkey. Thank you so much for the time, Coach. Well, how are you guys? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Coach Mulkey. Uh, you know, when I look at you know, every year is a new year, so, uh, you know, always like it might be coach speak, whatever, but uh, how do you bring the players uh, back down to earth or, uh, you know, because every season is a new season. Do you just show them the film? Because all of a sudden, uh, you know, you, you gonna, are we going to repeat? We number one again. Now you want to be number one at the end or make the final four. But what happened against uh, Colorado, which is a fine program, uh, but, but how do you keep the players humble and say, hey, you can't just show up and roll the ball out there. Uh, every season's a new season. I think the Colorado uh, performance kind of humbled them. I think it uh, kind of shook them to the core a little bit. Now, you have to remember, I'm not the same team that I was last year. We only right. had two, we have two retar- returning starters. But I think that looking back on that Colorado game, it's going to be a blessing for us because – we just, you know, we got our lunch handed to us, and uh, that happened sometime. And uh, we've gone through a lot since then from having players away from the program to having uh, players get injured and tear ACL to plantar fasciitis with one of them was out for a month. So we've been able to win 12 or 13 ball games with really not having a full roster of, of players that are, are significant players for us. Angel was out a while, and uh, Kateri Poole's no longer with us. Samaya Smith tore ACL, and Haley Van Lith, point guard, is, was out the entire month of December. And as I told them, you showed some resilience. Uh, you showed some um, just unbelievable will to win because um, normally you lose games when all those things take place, and uh, we were able just to hang in there. Now, uh, Coach Monkey, how, how do you break down, because it is a long season, and look at the number of games you're playing. Um, is it like, okay, you have a pre-conference, then you get uh, deep involved in the SEC, and then uh, then you go, uh, how are you going to take care of business uh, within the Southeastern Conference, and then where you see it in all to go uh, further? Uh, because you look like uh, the one dog uh, that is not going away is the South Carolina Gamecocks. And we all know, uh, uh, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And you did do that. 
to become uh, national champions. So, you know, uh, a lot of casual fans don't look at that. Okay, where does LSU stack up? You know, you look at oh, you look at Iowa or you look at South Carolina, whatever. So uh, you look at the history of UConn and all that. So how do you view this with all the experience, uh, even at Baylor before LSU? How do you break down a whole season? Because it's a long damn time. <laughs> it sure is. And, Bobby, people don't realize, you know, you played football, and that's a vicious sport. And you play, what, 11 games, and you get to the playoffs now and play a few more. And then your season's over. And our season starts basically in September and October. And if you're good and you make it to the Final Four, you're not done until April. You get right. maybe a day or two off at Christmas, maybe a day off for Thanksgiving. And it it's just the grind of how long it is. And so I break it down into four segments. You have your non-conference schedule, which we're done with. And I always want to win 90% of our non-conference schedule. And we did that. So now we flush that. Now we go into the meat of the season and the most important part of our season, and that's these 16 games in, in the SEC. And um, we're going to, you know, just – do the best that we can. And, and, you know, I'm a realist. I told your son this morning on the radio show, I said, T-Bob, think about this. How many times in your life in athletics have you heard these coaches, oh, man, we're here to win a national championship. That's such coach speak. And when right. in reality, there's only a few of them that can ever win a national championship. So make your goals realistic. I don't go in there and say, okay, we've got the team to win a SEC championship, and, man, that's going to be our goal. My goal for this team is to finish in the top four in the SEC. If you finish in the top four, you're going to get a top 16 seed, and if you get that, you're going to get to host the first and second round games. So that's our focus right now is to finish these next 16 games and finish in the top four. Certainly, if you could be a champion, everybody by you know wants that. But I just don't. I, I just don't like hearing that all the time because I laugh when I hear coaches say it. Like, well, that's wishful thinking. So then, when we get done with the SEC season, we'll go into the conference tournament. That's your third part of your season, and then lastly is the NCAA tournament. So you'll break it down in four segments, and a fourth of our season is done. Now, uh, Coach Balky. Uh... You're not as old as me, obviously, uh, but uh, you kind of old school. I think if you if you you as an old school coach, uh, you know, and the success you had as a player, Louisiana Tech, and you know we all know Baylor, LSU, and all that. But how do you view? Uh, I guess you got to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, how do you handle that, or you get the right people around you uh, with name, image, and likeness in the transfer portal? Because it's a whole different. It's a whole you different. <laughs> it's a whole different <laughs> animal. <laughs> And you add that to their job responsibilities, and you tell them, I don't want to deal with NIL. You deal with it. You deal with the office in athletics that deals with NIL. Uh, You deal with the donors. You know all the rules because, you know, I am old school. I've changed through the years, but there's just some things you don't want to spend time doing, and, and I would rather spend time. Uh, doing X's and O's and figuring out a new inbounds play and how we get that kid more involved on the defensive end than worrying about NIL. Obviously, LSU, as an institution, embraced the NIL long before other people did. Right. And I think it's given us quite the advantage across the board in all sports. But it's here to stay. I know they're trying to tweak it here and there because of the competitive advantage, but 
uh, it's here to stay. It's not going away. But I, I don't, I don't deal with that, uh, Bobby. I, I let one of my coaches do it, and uh, she does a tremendous job with it, and helps these young ladies. And let me say this: all of them benefit. It's not just the Angel Reese's of the world and the Flage Johnsons who have unbelievable NIL deals. LSU has a collective, and I make sure, if nothing else, that somebody, everybody gets a piece of the pie. Now, uh, Coach Volke, uh, how the game has changed. Again, uh, you look uh, from a man or, or a man or the women's perspective. As far as, uh, I, I mean, to me, I, I give recognition to Steph Curry that uh, whether it's young girls or young men and they want to jack it up. I'm just jacking this three-pointer and I want to shoot. Uh, but I still think uh, now if you're a good post player, uh, whether uh, I can count on you double-digit rebounds or points, uh, that goes a long way. But ha- have you witnessed uh, the progression of the game from a female perspective as far as, like, uh, three-point shooting? Because, you know, because I watch a lot of, like, even the Pels or whatever, you watch the NBA, all they, they're trying to figure out how many three-point shots are we going to attempt. Well, yes, that's entertaining is what it is. And when you go back to Steph Curry and those guys, now think about the NBA as you sit and watch it. You've got seven-footers that don't want to get down on the block and bang in there. They want to bring the ball up the floor. They want to shoot the three ball. So that's a lot of, I don't know if you say the problem, but people like that, I guess. You know, it's entertaining. Right. Um, and you do on the women's side have those players that would prefer to be outside the paint and they're 6'5", than get in there and bang. I'll use this example, and I say this all the time in recruiting. Give me a point guard, give me a post, and give me a shooter, and then I'll fill in around you. When we won the national championship, I'm telling you, we're not out there jacking threes, but we hit enough threes to have balance. We're going to make you guard us in the paint. We're going to run the floor. We're going to shoot the three when necessary. So, um, And the funny part is people are like, oh, Coach Mulkey's old school. You know, they don't (laughs) shoot threes. And I remind them. Can you tell me who holds the NCAA record for most threes made in a game? And they just look at you. I said, well, let me introduce you to Juicy Landrum. She was on the last championship team I had at Baylor. Hello. She made 14 in a game. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I so can't say anything then. I mean, come on. I, and well, I was you, coaching you, her. <laughs> Bobby, you do what you have to do. Let's say back in your day when you were a quarterback. You either had good receivers or you didn't. Well, hell, if they can't catch with the pads on and get hit, you give it to your running back. You adjust. Yeah, and yeah. that's what you do as a coach. You figure out what your strengths are, and you, you hide those weaknesses. And it's not perfect in recruiting. I can't just go recruit, oh, I need this, this, and this, and I get them. You have to adjust and adapt to what your kids are capable of doing, and that's what I've been lucky and fortunate enough to do. And, uh, uh, Coach Boggy, speaking of your kids, uh, now I'm talking about uh, from a personal, uh, your actual bloodline kids. Uh, can you reflect on how you spend the holidays, or do you even have a holidays? Because when you're a basketball coach, I don't know, can you really have a Christmas? I mean, uh, well, I think the fans will be interested in, uh, what is Coach Boggy, what is a Christmas and New Year's like? I can flat out tell you from the day I became a head coach, I made a commitment that I will always take a minimum of three to five, if not more, days off for Christmas. I think Christmas 
is the most wonderful time of the year. I want to be with my family, and I want everybody to be with their families. So we took seven days off this year. I was in Telluride, Colorado with my family, my grandkids, my kids. Uh, Ironically, I was not feeling good and was sick, didn't get to ski, but that's okay. I was with my family. I've never, ever wavered from that, and I won't. And it's just important to me that you're at home at Christmas with your families. Uh, that, that is awesome. That shows me uh, that uh, you've had your priorities in order and you have the stroke to pull that off. <laughs> Bobby, let me tell you about priorities, buddy. I tell people when I was hired at Baylor University, my first head coaching job, and I told the then president, he was a, a former Baptist minister who had a lot of children, Dr. Robert Sloan, he's now at, at Houston Christian. I said, Dr. Sloan, I said, if a decision has to be made between me coaching a game or my family, I said, that decision was made a long time ago. And and I mean that. I will never, ever, if I go to my grave and I'm in that casket, Bobby, and those kids are looking at me, <laughs> they will never, ever say my mom's career was more important than us. And that goes back to when Kramer played baseball at LSU. I would hop a plane. I would hmm. take my bonus money. And I'd get a private plane wherever he was just to watch a ball game to and be get there back to practice. And I don't regret that. That's what we're supposed to do because we're only going to be on this earth a short period of time. And you're teaching your children what to do with their children. And priorities matter. And I do understand some jobs don't allow that. But every chance I got as they were playing, I didn't miss a, a, a beat. I was there. And I would go to practices. I can't tell you how many times I sat in the parking lot watching Kramer practice football so that I would know what was going on Friday night when they were playing. That's the coach in me. And he never knew I was watching. I just love sports. I love listening. I love learning. And I love watching. Well, I, I tell you what, you can't get a better role model than you uh, to be involved in your kid's life and uh, Coach Malky, uh, I think uh, that touched a lot of people's hearts, and uh, that speaks volumes in your involvement. And uh, like you said, life on earth is so short, so uh, uh, you can never put your career over your family. And uh, th- that's very admirable that you did that. Well, people who know me will tell you quickly. Uh, in fact, that's part of um, why the Baylor community was so shocked that I left to come back here because I left – my daughter, my son-in-law, and my only two grandchildren, and they're like, she'll never leave them. And yet this was home to me. I still had my son here in Baton Rouge. My mom lives 40 minutes away in Hammond. So it was a a situation where it felt right. I had family here. I've got family there. Uh, But you know what? FaceTime is amazing. So if I can just see those grandbabies every day, three and four times, I'm good. Coach, we kind of talked earlier about the loss to Colorado and how you said it was a blessing, but I want to highlight the biggest win of the season as well, the ACC, uh, obviously, SEC challenge when you took down a top 10 ranked Virginia Tech squad at home in a rematch of the Final Four game from earlier this year. just want to get your thoughts on getting your 700th win in that matchup against Virginia Tech. It was a really great game. Well, the, the, the story within the story surrounding that game was that was Angel Reese's first game back after not playing in four games. And so we didn't really give the media the story they wanted to project. Oh, she and Mulkey don't get along. Oh, is she coming back? Oh, is she going to play good? It was a beautiful night. She played well. The team played well. Um, it, it was just one of those nights where 
okay, what are you going to say now? What negative can you write now? And um, the 700th win, I didn't know it was going to be my 700th until um, the press conference before that. I think Scott Ravelay asked me about it at a press conference, and I said, Scott, I don't even know what you're talking about. I couldn't tell you my record, and that's the God's truth. I didn't get into this <laughs> business to – to worry about records or become a Hall of Fame coach, I just know whatever's in front of me, and if it's a ball game, I'm I'm ready to kick your you know what. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the bottom ball. line is, Coach Walker, you know what the hell you're doing. Uh, I don't know about those records, but let me tell you, all I know is, you know, what I like about Coach Walker is that you want her on your side. Uh, you know, well, it, 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 either she's for you or against you. I'm glad she's for us. Uh, that, well, that, that that's the bottom line. Come on. <laughs> Well, Bobby, the the, the deal is, I, I said this to to your your boy this morning, and he had to agree with me. I said, I know you can't stand Alabama. I said, but you have to admit Saban's a winner. <laughs> yeah, amen. Because I do, I do, Coach, I do. And I said, do you think everybody likes me? Heaven knows. Uh, it, that, it, that's just the way the world works. You, and and the thing about it is, they don't like you because they have a perception of you that's totally off base usually. Right. And I said, it's because you're on the opposing side. If you were on their side, they would love you. Amen. And I said, that stuff just doesn't phase me. I said, I remembered when I was eight years old and integration hit in Tanchville Parish. I was called every name in the book because I was one of a few white kids on a team. And I don't, I, it just doesn't phase me. You know, that old saying, sticks and stones may break your bones, yep. but words will never hurt you. I'm not phased in the least by people who are just hateful and vile and, um, you know, all that, that I got a job to do and I, and I want to represent LSU in the best possible way. I want to make them proud and I want to put a product on that floor that competes, man. Well, the bottom line is, uh, coach Mulgay, as we in 2024, uh, I'd give this advice to everybody on and off the court, on and off the field, uh, just walk in love. Uh, let me tell you, cause it's going to be, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we in a new year. And everyone, everybody tells each other, Happy New Year. All I know is that if you walk in love and you truly don't have a hateful spirit, everything's going to work out. I mean, uh, when Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, people think, Bobby, when you compete against each other, we don't like each other. But if we get off that court, we'd all be best friends. Right, right. We're on, we're on that court and we're on that field to compete. And then when it's over, it's over. Right. And some people don't know how to separate that. They take it very personal. That's, that's and, so true. <laughs> and it's just funny to me because people go, oh, man, I, I, don't, I don't like her from a distance. She, well, if you're in that locker room, you would love her because you'd see how, how she interacts with her kids. Yeah. Uh, but you don't worry about all that stuff. You just try to do your job. You try to make the right decisions by your kids, your program. And then when they leave you 20 and 30 years down the, the road, they look back and they go, those were the greatest years of my life. Coach, we're a little bit over a month removed from Michaela Williams' 42-point performance versus Kent State, which was record-breaking for LSU freshman <laughs> at the time. Uh, but what can you say about her? I mean, you said after that game that she doesn't know how good she is. But talk a little bit about the confidence building throughout the course of the season because she's built on that performance, averaging seventeen over 17 points per game on 52% shooting from the field, has had a couple 20-point games already so far this season. As a freshman, I uh, just want to get your thoughts on Michaela Williams and how her confidence has grown uh, early on in her well, freshman campaign. 
Yeah, Michaela is very confident to begin with, but she carries herself in such a way that she doesn't think she's as good as she probably really is. And that's a good trait, you know. She's not cocky. She's confident, uh, but she wants to get better. And she has a joy about her that when you pick on her in practice or you say something to her, it'll just tickle her and make her laugh. And she hasn't seen her best basketball yet. I think anybody that's played at the elite level in college in any sport will tell you your freshman year is the most miserable year of your life. You have so many ups and downs. You're homesick. You got to wake yourself up. You got to eat right. You got to go to study hall. And when all of that slows down for her and she just relaxes and she just really, really just gets out there and dominates, I just, I just don't think the kid realizes how good she can be and, and could leave LSU as maybe the greatest to ever play because, um, gosh, she's talented. And Coach Mokley, last one here. Uh, just your curious SEC play, obviously starting up Thursday for you, taking on Missouri. But overall, what do you see from the conference this year? Uh, I know it's going to be another strong, uh, tough road ahead. Everybody thinks their conference is the best, and they base that on rankings. I don't base it on anything. I know what we face. I know the different styles we face. Thursday will be a challenge here because we've got to play a Missouri team that shoots the three ball all over the floor. Well, that's that's that that's hard for us because I have Aaliyah Del Rosario, six five. Who's she gonna guard in the game? So you got a lot of things that you have to do right when you play different styles of play. Uh, obviously, South Carolina, number one, should have won it all last year, but we're not going to give them the trophy. We're going to keep the trophy. <laughs> uh, but but they they were the team to beat. And uh, that old saying, the most talented teams don't always win championships. Coach, always appreciate your time, and best of luck. Have a great one. Guys, be good. Take care now. All right, Coach Boggy, thanks. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.